What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Throwing It Around. I'm staying local with today's guest, Telfair County High School head football coach Matt Burleson, and the team just wrapped up a historic season, and I just had to sit down and talk with him about it. So let's get started. But first, I want to thank the sponsors. The Law Office of Joseph I. Marchant, focusing on real estate closings and probate matters with 20 years of experience. For services, contact Joey at 478-374-1505. The Riles Drug Store is a locally owned and operated independent pharmacy with pharmacists that live in the neighborhood, know patients by name, and are dedicated to keeping you, your family, and our community healthy. They offer fast, friendly service with competitive pricing and free delivery to surrounding counties. Remember that Riles also has Riles Outfitters conveniently located inside, a boutique that offers home decor, gifts, and clothing for men, women, and children. Shop locally and make our community a better place to live. Call today at 229-868-6735 or stop by at 12 South 2nd Avenue, McCray Helena for help with any of your needs. The Merchants and Citizens Bank is a proud sponsor of Throwing It Around. They have been a vital part of the local community since 1929. They offer traditional products and services people have come to expect. In addition, they offer internet banking, mobile banking that includes mobile deposit, ATM banking, and telephone banking. For all your banking needs, please call us today at 229-868-5656, or you can choose to visit on the web at www.merchantsandcitizensbank.com. Milton CPA Services, LLC is your locally owned full-service accounting, auditing, and tax preparation professionals. Please visit them for all your bookkeeping and taxation needs to help keep you, your family, or business running smoothly. For expertise and peace of mind, call, call on them. Located in the old Security State Bank building in McCray Helena, call today at 229-868-5614 or visit on the web at www.miltoncpaservices.com. Vineyard Doodles. If you're looking to add a new member to your family, visit them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their website at www.vineyarddoodles.com. The Cannon Law Firm is a general law practice focusing on real estate transactions, family law, criminal defense, social security disability, and personal injury. Call attorney Lee Cannon and his staff to assist you with all of your legal needs. With locations in McCray and Eastman, the Cannon Law Firm offers you big city expertise with a charm of small town service. And now I want to welcome in you, uh, welcome you and Coach Burleson. Thanks so much for sitting down with me. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. Well, first, before we dive into our topic of discussion today, I want to give a rundown of your time here. A uh, total of 11 seasons, 113 games in total with a 56-57 and 57 record. We had multiple 6-4 and four seasons, a 4-6, and six, a weird 5-4 and four season. We didn't go a full 10. And then an out, kind of an outlier of 3-7. and seven. But this year was a much more positive outlier of a 9-3 and three season. We, we made a big, big leap forward in very positive ways. So this past season is going to be our topic, and boy, was it a good one. I mean, we were 4-1 and one in, region, in, in Region 4A, blowing past your previous six wins per year. Uh, we hosted a playoff game for the first time in 29 years, which was last under Coach Bobby McAllister, and made it to the Sweet 16 round of the playoffs. Uh, so kind of start off by mentioning what this, this year meant to you as a coach, and then we'll jump into breaking down some players and what they did this year. Right. Well, it, it, was, it was a big deal just in general because we, you know, We've been here 11 years. We've put in a lot of work. I know some people may have forgotten, uh, you know, where we were at when we started uh, here in 2012. Uh, you know, it was it was a, a big uh, undertaking, uh, to say the least. Um, I think the the school history winning percentage was about 20, 25 percent 
Um, and so, you know, we, we rolled up our sleeves and, and worked real hard the last few years and, you know, went from, you know, um, you know, not not being real good to, uh, you know, getting to where you're competitive and, and, and respectful uh, and getting people to actually prepare for you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, and that was that was the first goal is you know kind of getting to uh, that level and it was it was a huge undertaking and you know we got to where we had been consistent somewhere between five and five six and four, um, but we wanted to take that next step you know we wanted to get to that uh, barrier above six wins and um, that was kind of the next hurdle uh, that we were undertaking in um, you know the rebuilding of this of this program and we're finally. Um, you know, able to get over that hump this year, and it's just kind of just the next step we've taken as program was to to get that. And then, you know, one of the other goals we had was to uh, uh, to win a playoff game. Uh, you know, which obviously hadn't been done in a long time. And then being able to host one uh, was another one that was kind of a little bit farther off, but it was uh, certainly one of this group. And uh, you know, we kind of knocked a couple of those goals off right there. So. You know, now we we've got over this next next hump in our program. So now we're, you know, we're aiming, you know, for uh, our sights a little bit higher. So we've come a long way. You know, we're uh, right, sitting right there at about 500 um, with three playoff appearances. There's only been, uh, I think, uh, Coach Mizell is the one that kind of told me about it. There's only been six state playoff appearances in school history, and, mm-hmm. and three of them have been here. So it says it speaks a lot to the. Uh, the coaches and the kids that we've had come through here uh, the last 11 years that have, have bought into what we're doing and have worked really hard. And it's been against some, some really tough opponents, oh, yeah. too. So mm-hmm. that that's part of it, too, is uh, the, the quality of opponents we've played over the last few years. But uh, I, I'm proud of uh, the job that these young men and our staff uh, did this year. Of course, and like, like I've, I've talked with other coaches before, and I know I've heard you say it before, the success of a program determines on how quick somebody actually buys in. Mm-hmm. So uh, Max Preps had us projected to finish third in the region at the beginning of the year, and then we were able to divide – y'all were able to defy the predictions by one spot, finishing second behind Wilcox. With the momentum that y'all had going and the slow start that Wilcox got off to because we all started with non-region play the first mm-hmm. half of the season, they got off to kind of a slow start. So it looked like that we had a high chance of kind of keeping said momentum and probably floating into region play and trying to win this region to defy everybody's predictions. But I mean, we ended up falling short. Wilcox got back in the uh, got back in their groove and ended up winning the region. I mean, is there a certain spot in this season where you might have noticed that one little slip up that kind of th- thrown us off the groove and to what might have kept us from winning that region? Uh, well, Wilcox, <laughs> they, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're uh, you know they're a great team. They're a great program. They've mm-hmm. uh, they've obviously over the last uh, probably close to twenty years, you know, they've uh, won state and they've had several guys go on to play major college football. Even a handful of them go on to play professional football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they're a storied program, uh, and they you know they. Uh, they had some really tough uh, non-region opponents, so you know, they did. And, uh, and 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 they had some some injuries to go along with it, which in single A, you know, can be very catastrophic. Uh, but uh, they got healthy and they got back rolling, and you know, it was it was a heck of a ball game. You know, we uh, made a made a couple little mistakes there in the uh, second half, and um, you know, came up a little bit short. 
uh, you know, may, maybe a, a few more minutes on the clock, it you know, might have a different story, but uh, it was a, it was a great game between two great teams. Oh yeah, for sure. And I know uh, during the tailgate shows that we did uh, during the season, we talked about early in the year, like like you say, Wilcox in the non-region play. I mean, they weren't steamrolled by any of these opponents. I mean, they played some really close games, mm-hmm. and they just didn't have as much momentum going at the beginning of the year as we did. And then they eventually found it, and I mean, just get enrolled straight on into a region title. Right. You know, until this mm-hmm. this past weekend, they had I mm-hmm. think rolled off about uh, about nine in a row. Mm-hmm. For sure. So let's get let's jump into like individual players now. I know um, I want to start start at the quarterback position. Mike Spires and I had talked at length before in in some shows as well how you could see the the maturation process of Antonio Scott at the quarterback position. You could see how um, of course he still had his mess ups like every player does during the years, but you could see how he's gotten better at like executing some throws, but getting better in the accuracy, making decisions. And, uh, tucking a run or throwing it away, and, and instead of trying to instead of trying to force a throw, and uh, and also there have been some times where he would opt for a short uh, for a short route instead of trying to be an air raid quarterback. So your uh, your impressions on how uh, Antonio has grown as a quarterback? Well, first off, uh, he stayed healthy. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. his mm-hmm. uh, he missed uh, he missed about uh, three quarters of his freshman year, the front end of it. You know, with an injury he sustained during the summer. And then uh, his sophomore year, uh, he started off, uh, was having a great year, and then about the, I think it was maybe about the fifth game of the year, he uh, sustained an injury uh, in that one and, you know, missed the rest of the season there. So uh, that was great first off, just to be able to get him through, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all ten games. And we knew what type of player he was. You know, he, he's, a, he's a good athlete. But he, he's worked really hard, uh, you know, getting better. Uh, First off, just bigger, faster, stronger, like most of our kids. But uh, learning, you know, when to to take the deep shots and you know when to take your checkdowns, and at the same time, you know when to uh, pull it down and run and use uh, the great legs that God gave him as well. So uh, I felt like he had a, a great junior year, and you know we can't, uh, like I told him before, we can be satisfied or we can um, we can be happy about our successes here, but we certainly can't be satisfied with it. Um, so we expect him to make another improvement again next year. But, yeah, he had a great year. He had over 1,000 yards passing, had over 1,000 yards rushing as well, and uh, total touchdowns, I think it was uh, 34, 35, something like that. So it was a great year, and, you know, he was, uh, you know, along with several other guys, a big part of uh, the success this year. Oh, absolutely. So th- this next point – I'll kind of combine these two because it kind of concerns the same group of people. When we talk about the O-line and the D-line, we talked about that in length of guys in the broadcast booth were praising those guys. They were able to do a great job this year making big holes for Antonio and Quay Powell to do mm-hmm. their job. Defense defense was able to really stop uh, stop a lot of good teams' run games as well. And uh, just kind of rattling off some names. I know Charlie Allen, Devin McRae, Kristen Zanders, Dereshawn Bryant, who became, a big, who became a big part of that defense as well. And uh, big props is going to go to uh, Tyler Pitt and Justin Masella. I know with Coach Masella, Mister arrived to the ball with bad intentions. I mean, they really took that phrase to heart this year and just really sh- and really showed out in multiple areas. Well, yeah, I think our you know especially you know talking about our offensive line first. You know, mm-hmm. they uh, they did a great job led by three seniors. You know, Jacob McMillan and of course, like you said, Charlie and and Devin. Um, but uh, West Pope. Uh, our center, first-year starter there, sophomore, and he's a young sophomore too, you know. 
He's just 15. He did a great job coming in. He's only going to get better. And then, of course, uh, Tuga, uh, Christon Zanders, yeah, he came in as a freshman. And, um, yeah, you know, about the – I think maybe it's about the third or fourth game of the year, he, you know, finally was kind of ready. It's, it's hard for freshmen. But, uh, you know, as you can see by his uh, his body, he's not your, your average freshman. But, uh, you know, he did a great job as well. And they kind of gelled. And then you add in, you know, our H-backs and our tight ends with, you know, D.J. Morgan and Braden Cook. And, uh, you know, they opened a lot of a lot of big holes for our for our running backs. And, you know, we were able to score a lot of points. And that was, a uh, you know, a huge in part with the, with the offensive line. I felt like, you know, Coach Pitt did a – excellent job developing them in the off season and doing a good job of uh, coaching them up week to week you know and like I said a lot of those guys because we're a small school they flip over and they play on the D-line and uh, you know we did a good job of you know handling the uh, the interior run this year and uh, and those guys are going to keep getting better but you know uh, you know Devin you know he's going to wait for us for uh, offensive line but you know if he wanted to he probably could have gone to some schools for that as well you know and Jacob McMillan, this was his first year really playing uh, both ways, and uh, he had a great year as a defensive end. And then, you know, uh, Christon and Charlie played a lot of ball, particularly with a lot of these wing T teams, you know. Uh, they, they played a lot, and uh, D-Ray, um, Bryant, and uh, Nicholas Morales, and Keegan Hughes, and of course, uh, a lot of people forget about one because of his stature, but uh, Connor McGee. Oh yeah, you know mm-hmm. he he's the epitome of high school football. And I told him that uh, after our last game. You know he's just uh, he's probably 160 pounds with his equipment on. You know soaking wet, and part of it's probably all that hair he's got. But uh, man, he gets after it. He and, does. And I, mm-hmm. I, I told him, I said, man, if you look at yourself in the mirror, you got no business being out there. But you're out there because you're first off, you do everything you're coached to do. You're tough, you're smart, you're physical, and you just have relentless efforts. So uh, I, I'm super proud of him because, man, he, he had a great senior year, and uh, I'm just so proud of him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know Connor is one of those guys that, I mean, Connor wasn't always the guy to make, like, really solo tackles, but he was one that was always around the ball somewhere. I mean, to me, he kind of reminded me of uh, kind of flashing back as a, as a Bulldog fan there. Uh, a middle linebacker that played at Georgia named Rennie Curran. I know Rennie Curran wasn't always the biggest guy out there on the field, but he was always somewhere around the ball, either making a solo tackle or a, or an assisted tackle. But he just kind of reminded me of him. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's one that uh, we're going to miss just because of his uh, his work ethic and mm-hmm. his, uh, his attitude and commitment to the team. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a pause again to give a thanks to the sponsors of the law office of Joseph I. Martin, the Riles Drugstore, the Merchants and Citizens Bank, the Milton CPA Services, LLC, Vendor Doodles, and the Cannon Law Firm. I want to back it up one time and uh, kind of cover this position. I know we touched on him, but we didn't really uh, talk about what all he did this year. I know he's Quay Powell is well on his way to possibly playing college football somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I know he had a tremendous season. I know he's big. He's a big, fast, physical runner. I know you may have, uh, you may have more accurate count on his stats than I do, but Last counts I had on him looking, he had, he had, was well on his way to topping 1,300 yards rushing for the year, and it wouldn't surprise me if he got close to 1,400 by the time we got eliminated in the early county game. And also, let's not forget to point out the big game he had here against against ECI, uh, accounting for six of the touchdowns. Yeah, you know, Quay, uh, he's one of those guys that just, was just kind of a late bloomer, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, of course, we, we had – running backs, you know, Trey Bess, and then, you know, for him for four years. And then, uh, you know, we had Z-Man and Jalen as a combo last year. And, you know, Quay stepped in when 
Antonio got hurt last year, the last few games, and really, uh, he just kind of showed uh, a lot of leadership, and um, nothing bothered him. And he ran the ball really well from you know kind of the quarterback wildcat position, whatever you want to call it. And um, it just kind of like, well, you know, this this kid shows he needs the ball, and uh, he worked really hard in the off season. You know, uh, bulked his body up, got strong, he ran track, so he got a lot faster. You know than what he had been, and um, you know had a had a great season. He ended up with a little over sixteen hundred yards oh, rushing, wow. Oh, wow. Um, twenty seven touchdowns rushing, and then uh, had uh, you know right about two hundred yards receiving, another two touchdowns. So you know he's uh, over eighteen hundred yards of total offense, and just short of uh, just short of thirty touchdowns on season. So a uh, you know a, a just an amazing, fabulous. Um, senior year and all the hard work and success you know was you know maybe parlayed himself he's he's got uh i think maybe like four or five uh, some uh, offers right now with some some smaller schools in state and a lot of us too because he's got a great grade you know he's a great student as well as 3.8 gpa so oh, that's good and uh, as great as he's had on the on the field and he's done the classroom he's a fun kid to be around too so uh, he was a pleasure to coach and you know just a pleasure to be around and uh, i know we're gonna we're going to miss him, but, man, he had a great senior year. Oh, I, I honestly cannot agree more. So, I mean, big props is going to go uh, go to the Georgia High School Football Historian side for these numbers. So I'm going to get your take on this. So some numbers to put behind their performance this year. as uh, For the offense, scoring a total of 453 points this year. That's the most since, you guessed it, 1993, uh, while giving up. 308 points this year so uh, that uh, but on the other hand that's kind of a I guess this is kind of a give and take kind of uh, stat here that's the most since 1993 but it's also the most amount of points given up since the year prior that you arrived here with coach Daffron so I mean just I guess we could go by uh go we'll go with the offense first get your opinion on mm -hmm. the uh the, how they scored this year and also where I mean we scored so many points that we're giving up the most amount of points before you got here D didn't really matter Right, so like I, yeah. I haven't really kept uh, as much. You know, Coach Mizell, he, uh, yeah. you know, our baseball coach, he yeah. loves all the mm -hmm. stat stuff, and he said that you know it was the most by fifty points. It was the most points that's been scored in school history. Um, you know, so that that was a cool thing. You know, obviously, just, I just worry about you know the wins and losses, but those, right. those mm -hmm. are the kids enjoy those. So uh, you know, great year there, a historical year mm -hmm. offensively. Um, you know, averaging uh, right at about forty points a game uh, there. You know. Um, you know that you got to add in that uh, we played a couple more games, but um, you know we, we gave up a few in there, and there, there's a couple of them where you know some JV guys were in yeah. and, mm -hmm. and scored. So you know that that can be a little bit misleading, but I felt it like can. we played. Uh, I think we played really well defensively. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. This year, you know, some I think we were kind of a opportunistic, you know, defense, and it's hard today with all the spread offenses and things like that. Um, but. Uh, I felt like we did a good job, and uh, we had some young guys in some spots. You know, we had some sophomores and even a couple freshmen out there, you know, playing. So you'll go through your bumps and bruises and things like that. But um, I felt like we had a, a good year all the way around. Felt like we kept getting better and better, uh, you know, each week uh, on special teams too. So, um, and we had some young pups in there. But uh, it was, like you said, it's, it was a great year. It was a historical year. Um, with the with the points scored and um, you know the wins and the region runner-up uh, thing right there, so mm -hmm. um, it was uh, it was a fun year. And it's kind of backtracking, and we'll kind of stay on the defensive side here. One person that uh, 
really showed out in multiple ways was uh, Ben Rogers, more more or less on the defensive side than on the offense. Because he, he saw a little bit of time on offense, but I know Ben Rogers had this one like huge play. I think it was in the ECI game where he really was kind of like a fan favorite at times, where he was pretty much all over the place. I know pretty it was a it was basically a weird handoff between the uh, the ECI running back, or it might have been a pass. Was it was almost like it was handed off to Ben. I mean, you, I mean, didn't he take it back for a score? I believe, or got close to it. Yeah, he uh, he took it yeah. a good little way. Uh, I mm-hmm. think you know he just kind of came through yeah. clean, and mm-hmm. um, um, you know, I don't know. I think he just took like, the quarterback may have had mm-hmm. just enough time to hand it to the running back, and mm-hmm. I'm not even sure he had quite secured the handoff yet, right. and. Mm-hmm. Just kind of got through and, and took it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Ben is very opportunistic himself. Yeah. I think he's recovered a couple fumbles, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this year, and um, you know, so he did he did a good job with that. And um, you know, he, he's a very headsy football mm-hmm. player. You know, he understands our defense and understands what we're looking for. And you know, he made he made several plays. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people you know forget about too. You know, he's uh, he was our holder on you know extra points, and he made some. Mm-hmm. You don't you never notice it until someone misses it or whatever. But uh, he made some great holes and some saves there. You know, uh, made some good catches for us on um, uh, on offense and was on a lot of our special teams. And of course, like I said, he he made some good plays for us and got some forced some turnovers uh, on defense as well. He had a good sophomore year and he's another one that's a young pup as well. Mm, yeah, I mean, it really goes to show to where he's actually. He, I mean, like you said, he's got a great mind, uh, great mind on the defense. You could see that he's he's able to read. He's able to read stuff really well and be in the right place at the right time. Right, so let's talk recruiting now. We've we've touched on it a little bit. We've already uh, covered uh, Big Devin McCray and Quay Powell, but of course I know you. Of course I know since you've been here, we've always had a few guys sign, signing some letters of intent. Is there any type of information that you might be able to divulge right now? Is anybody else being looked at at the moment? Uh, well, the the ones you know, we have a very small senior class. There's only yeah. six of mm-hmm. them. Uh, you know, and uh, Jacob McMillan, he already knows what he wants to do. He wants to go to Lion School, so okay. I'm I'm excited for him, and cool. you know he knows that. And of course, you know Connor's gonna, uh, you know, go to college and you know probably be a very successful young man. Um, but you know we've got Devin. You know he's solid. He's committed to Wake Forest University. He's actually going up on his uh, official visit, I think, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, so he's excited there, and we're excited for him. That's a game changer there for him. You know, Charlie's going to have some opportunities. He's still collecting, um, you know, opportunities. So uh, once he, you know, gets to that point and visits a, a few schools, he'll, you know, kind of see what's uh, the best option for him and his family. And the same thing for Quay. You know, they're all kind of taking them in, you know. Uh, DJ Morgan, who, um, you know, unfortunately missed, you know, a good chunk of the season due to, a, you know, a bad high ankle sprain. Um, you know, he came in and, and did some good things for us. We were kind of looking forward to him and have a breakout year, so it was unfortunate that. But, you know, those things happen, so it's possible you may have some opportunities, uh, you know, maybe go to uh, prep school or JUCO, something like that. So, you know, we, we got an opportunity for, uh, you know, three or four young men to uh, go on to the next level, which anytime you can get uh, any of them to do so, we're, we're very blessed and very fortunate, and, you know, we're thankful for that. But it was a, it was a small group, but it was a good group. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and this is going to be our last question. So now that we are, uh, since we're in Class A here, we'll go, we'll just break down this part of the bracket. So we, let's break down the playoffs with who's left. We're down to the we're, we're down to the final four. I've got the bracket here, so I can remember who's in this. 
is uh, of course, surprise, surprise, Irwin's still in there. Right. And we got Swainsboro, St. Francis, and Prince Avenue Christian in Division One. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and do a little bit of prediction. I'll let you in on the fun that, right. that, that that we do every week whenever we predict. So I mean, in your mind, let's go. Who makes it to Atlanta, and then who wins? Okay. Uh, man, Irwin Swainsboro, that's a great game right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about a uh, you know Swainsboro's got a great defense, and I've seen them on tape a couple times. Uh, they got some phenomenal athletes, and of course, you know Irwin's Irwin. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that's tough. There, there. Uh, I'm about to come back to that one. Uh, uh, St. Francis and uh, Prince Avenue. Mm-hmm. I might have to go with Prince Avenue on that. We know Noah, our I former quarterback. You know he yeah. he's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of helping them out as a student assistant while he goes to Georgia. So he's kind of told me a lot about him. I'm gonna that quarterback they have up there is just phenomenal. Um, and I'm, I'm, I know they lost one of their players, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with Prince on that one. And then uh, where is it? Is it at Irwin or is it at Swainsboro? It's uh, I assume it's at Irwin because there's an H by their name. Yep, that would yeah. be it. So yeah, uh, I'm just gonna give Irwin the simple nod just for the simple fact that they're. At their place at because uh, it's one of those ones that you know I'm not a, a betting man, but one of those ones that's a toss up or go either mm-hmm. way, you know, because those those are both two uh, outstanding football teams. You know, Irwin, I, you know, they are who they are as always, and then Swainsboro made the semifinals in Double A last year, so uh, I'm just gonna give Irwin the edge just because they're at home. At home, all right, all right, got you. All right, so in whenever they make it to uh, Atlanta, so all right, so you've got Prince Avenue and Irwin, so. Right, so who's going to take it when they get to Atlanta? Um, hmm. I'm, I'm going to give it to Irwin just because, uh, you know, it may be some, some weather or something. And, you know, they, uh, they, they've they gotten through. They've finally broken through and, you know, won a couple or won at least one. So uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to Irwin in Atlanta. Okay, so – Let's go in, and just for the sake of throwing a little bit of diversity in there, so we don't, so I don't sound like I'm just agreeing with you. I, I, I'm going to change half of this. I'm going to say that Swainsboro will will go in to Osceola, uh, take it from Irwin, and go into Atlanta, and just and just just have Prince Avenue squeak by mm-hmm. Swainsboro, and we'll have Prince Avenue to take it, uh, take the title there for me. Swainsboro will put up a fight in Atlanta, but I think Prince Avenue is just too good of a football team year after year. They, they basically instead of, uh, it's like a reload for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are four great teams right there. Mm-hmm. Now coming down into our division, we have Sly County and Johnson County, Bowden and Lincoln County. I'm gonna go with Bowden uh, there. Um, and you know, Early County was a phenomenal team, and you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowden was able to to knock them off, uh, so I'm gonna have to. And I, I've seen them before at some weightlifting competitions, and they got some some good looking young men. So I, I'm gonna give the nod to Bowden, and then uh, Johnson Schlag. Well, you know, I hate to I hate to pull against my boy Norton over there, uh, but uh, I think Schlag might get him at home. Although uh, you know Johnson's very difficult to beat at home. And they got uh, a lot of tradition, pride, and they got a uh, you know a fantastic running back. Uh, you know, just broke Herschel's mm-hmm. record. But I'm, I'm gonna give Sly the nod uh, over there at Johnson, and I'm gonna give Sly the nod in Atlanta. Okay. You know, this one is kind of a hard hard one for me to for me to pick because this one seems a bit more evenly matched on both sides to me. 
and I'll kind of pull a card away from you. I'll, I'll pull the home field advantage card out of this one and say that Johnson will, will, will head to Atlanta with that. They'll take it from Sly. And then uh, Melvin's kind of hard to pick against yeah. because of what they've done. I know they were able to uh, beat Early by 10, and Early's, had a, uh, Early's got a great football team, as you said. And I think they're just – I think Bowden's got too much going for him to uh, pick against, so I'll say it would be Bowden and Johnson, and I think Bowden will take that title there. And with that being said, now that we've done our little uh, predictions there, let's thank the sponsors one more time before we head out of here. Uh, the Law Offices of Joseph I. Marchant, the Riles Drugstore, the Merchants and Citizens Bank, Milton CPA Services, Vendor Doodles, and the Cannon Law Firm. Well, that's going to be it for episode nine, everybody. So let's uh, thanks again, Coach Beaver, for sitting down with me. I've Absolutely. had a I've had a blast, and I hope we can do this again sometime soon. So tune in for episode ten, or you. So who knows who you might hear from next? Always remember, guys, there are no million dollar dreams with a minimum wage work work ethic.